Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. Let's pray together. Lord, I love that lyric that you are with us where we are. And uh, when our hearts are heavy, you are carrying us. And this Advent, this Christmas, we are celebrating Emmanuel. God, you are actually with us. You are with us. You are with us. And, And so in this moment in real time, we pray that the spirit of Jesus would do the work of Jesus in our hearts, that something would happen, that the word of God would leap off the page into our hearts today, that it would bear fruit. And God, I pray that the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart would be pleasing, would be acceptable in your sight. We pray this in the name, the powerful name of Jesus, amen. Good morning, Ocean Hills. Before we launch into the message, I just want you to know with this setback uh, this past week, With the whole COVID thing, it feels like it's shut down again. Uh, I want you to know, uh, I wrote some notes down here that I wanted to communicate. Number one, we are all feeling this. This this was a punch in the gut for us. But we also want you to know, we still have a plan. We still want to regather. We are eager to regather. Let me tell you, I'd I'd much rather speak to you and to a live audience and speak on film. So I'm, I'm first in line to want to get back. But there are some important factors for us uh, that we feel like are part of our plan. In order for us to regather, number one, we want to give you a quality experience. We don't want to just, oh, we're going to regather in person just to prove a point. We want to make sure that the experience is going to be awesome. Number two, we got to follow the county guidelines. Number three, we got to have volunteer resources for our O-Kids and children once we relaunch. You don't just decide in a week or two, hey, we're back. We have to have the resources necessary to pull off as the size church that we are, the resources for kids. And then finally, we have a strike team for future facilities that's meeting on a weekly or every other week basis. And we're looking for possible facilities for us because right now, um, you know, we're at a school and we're not allowed to use their classrooms. So just want you to know we're working on it. We have a plan. We want to get back in person as fast as we can. We're going to jump into this uh, new series, A Weary World Rejoices. Can you relate to that title? A Weary World. Stop there. That's us. A weary world rejoices. Why do we rejoice? Because of Emmanuel, because God is with us. God has not abandoned us during this time. He is with us. And we have to remind each other of that over and over again, that we do have hope. We live with that hope that God is with us. You know, in the last several weeks, I've had three different people say to me, it feels like we're we're wandering in the wilderness in this COVID experience. It feels like we're wandering. And the, 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 the reference there is to the Old Testament story of the Israelites, the journey they took once they were delivered from Pharaoh and Egypt and that whole life of slavery. And they escaped, 
But before they entered the promised land, they were wandering in the wilderness. And in fact, Deuteronomy 1 says it should have only taken 11 days, that journey. That journey took 40 years. Now just imagine the frustration. Imagine that feeling of like being stuck. It's almost like Groundhog Day, like walking in circles, waking up and going, wait a minute, we're, we're, we're still in the same place. What is going on? And there's just so much disappointment. But here's what you need to know. In that story, after God used Moses to help them escape, for two years, they were, uh, they were receiving God's manna. And you know that word manna is so funny. I looked it up. But you know what it means? What is it? Can you imagine that? Every day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. You're eating the same thing. And you're saying, what is it? I mean, I know they knew what it was, but it was like, oh my, it was like a mush that uh, I'm sure got old. But just put yourself in their shoes. As we dig into this wilderness story, this wandering through the wilderness with the people of Israel, we are wandering through our own COVID pandemic wilderness. And there's some life lessons for us that I want to uh, just reflect on. Some reflections this morning for wandering in the wilderness. Number one, uh, if you have a Bible, first I want you to open it to Numbers chapter 11. That's where we're landing in the story. Numbers chapter 11. And we're going <clears> to <throat> pull out some verses, make some uh, points of, of reflection. Number one is wandering in the wilderness is fertile ground for complaining, for whining, for grumbling, for complaining, for whining, for grumbling. Are you catching what I'm saying? Verses one through four, verse six, there's six times in this chapter alone that we read the words whine and complain. The Israelites, that's where they were living. That was, they just embraced this kind of Eeyore attitude, this kind of Grinch, this kind of Scrooge kind of attitude. In verses four and five, the people of Israel, they began to complain, oh, for some meat. You know, they were tired of the manna. They're complaining about their meals. They're like, oh, man, we want some meat. And then verse five, we remember the fish we used to eat for free in Egypt. And we had all the cucumbers and melons, leeks, onions, and garlic that we wanted. Apparently they had forgotten how brutal the life of slavery in Egypt was. But complaining, whining, grumbling. Can you relate to that in our culture today? Do you find yourself complaining? I'm sick of quarantine. I'm so tired of physical distancing and wearing masks. I'm so sick of Governor Newsom closing our economy and President Trump saying the election was rigged. I don't care where you're at politically. I'm just hearing everybody complain and grumble and whine in this season of life. We are wandering through a COVID wilderness and we're, we're tired. And here's what I want you to hear. I did some research. Complaining might feel harmless. But studies and research say that it actually will affect your physical health. Listen to this quote. All the extra cortisol released by frequent complaining, it impairs your immune system and it makes you more susceptible to high cholesterol, diabetes, 
heart disease, and obesity. It even makes the brain more vulnerable to strokes. So living like Scrooge or Snape or the Grinch, it's bad for your health. And you know what? The Word of God speaks to it. The New Testament speaks to it. In Philippians 2, verses 14, this is what the Apostle Paul wrote. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. He's writing to the people of God. He's not writing to pagans. He's not writing to unbelievers. He's writing to the church. He's saying, do everything. So just go there. Apparently, they were complaining and grumbling and arguing. And, and Paul says, do everything without complaining, without grumbling, without arguing. Why? Verse 15, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars. Do you want your life to shine brightly this Christmas? Stop complaining, stop whining, and stop grumbling. Instead, fill your heart with gratitude and appreciation for who God is and all the gifts that he's surrounded you with and given to you. Here's a second reflection. Wandering in the wilderness is fertile ground, not just for complaining, but you know, you complain long enough, you know what happens? You fall into despair. And that's my second reflection. Wandering in the wilderness is fertile ground for despair. That's where you end up. I have heard more, peop more than a few people say, I'm done, I'm done, I'm tapped out. I'm done with COVID. I can't keep doing this. I can't do this anymore. If you look at Numbers chapter 11, Moses and God are having this dialogue and they're talking about this wandering and God's <clears throat> giving them manna and the people are complaining and whining. And in verse 11, Moses said to the Lord, why are you treating me, your servant, so harshly? Have mercy on me. What did I do to deserve the burden of all these people? Did I give birth to them? Did I bring them into this world? Why did you tell me to carry them in my arms like a mother carries a nursing baby? How can I carry them to the land you swore to give their ancestors? Verse 13, where am I supposed to get meat for all these people? They keep whining to me saying, give us meat to eat. Verse 14, I can't carry all these people by myself. The load is far too heavy. And now here's the despair. If this is how you intend to treat me, God, just go ahead and kill me. Do me a favor and spare me this misery. I don't know if you noticed how many times Moses uses the words, me, my, I. All self-absorbed language. Sixteen times in those five verses. You know what that tells me? It tells me Moses has lost perspective. And I think like Moses, I can and you can lose perspective. We become overwhelmed by our circumstances and we feel this kind of despair. Now, I wonder if you have moments like I do. 
I find myself drifting into that, what I might call me mode, right? It's all about me. People are depending on me right now. This church is depending on me. My family is depending on me. Our staff is depending on me. God, you got to get us through this COVID. I mean, we're not going to last. I mean, what's going to happen? And we can begin to feel overwhelmed with despair. Maybe you find yourself in a place of despair right here, right now, in real time. That, 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 that language is of, of I'm worn out. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm done. I can't keep managing my kids during my work day anymore. I can't stay in this dead marriage anymore. I can't pivot again. I can't go back to Zoom meetings again all day. I can't deal with that client anymore, that teammate anymore. I can't work at home and have little Munchie, my dog, barking throughout the day, driving me crazy. I'm over church online, some of you are saying, and you're not even watching this, but uh, you're kind of going, I can't even do this anymore, right? There's despair in the air. And as we read Moses, as we read about Moses in this moment of despair, don't miss who he's actually talking to and addressing when he's venting. He's talking to God. He's talking to God. And here's what I want you to hear. That's the place to go when you feel despair. You go to prayer. You go to prayer and you pour out your heart. The Bible invites us, pour out your hearts to God. He's a God of compassion. He's the God who hears you. He's the God who hasn't abandoned you or left you or forgotten about you, even though you might feel that. Don't follow your feelings. Faith is trusting in God's faithfulness, in God's reliability, in God's presence. And prayer is, I just believe, the best antidote for me to pull out of despair. It reminds me that God is bigger then we think he hasn't deserted us. He's still in charge. He still loves us. And so if you find yourself today in a place of despair, overwhelmed by, by all that's happening, I want to encourage you to pray this kind of surrender whisper prayer. This is part of my regular spiritual life. It's just a whisper prayer that I repeat over and over. And it's just simply this, God, I give you everything and everyone. God, I give you everything and everyone. And just whisper that in your breath. When your head's on the pillow at night and you wake up like I did last night at 2.30 in the morning, I just started whispering, acknowledging, God, I'm awake to you and I give you everything and everyone. Well, let's keep going. Here's the, the, the third reflection. Wandering in the wilderness is fer fertile ground, not only for complaining and despair, but wandering in the wilderness is fertile ground for noticing God's provision. If you follow this story, God has provided manna every day, food. And now he provides meat for a month and teammates for Moses to help share and bear the burden. Verses 16 and 17 in Numbers 11, God says, So go gather 70 leaders. They'll bear the burden along with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. God's provision can look like an idea, the idea to get support, to reach out and grab teammates, to grab other people, to grab leaders, to share and bear the burden with you. 
God's provision can look like the favor when you make the call and they respond rather than rebel. That's what happened to Moses. He put the ask out. He made the appointment and rather than rebelling against him because they were complaining and whining, they responded favorably. That's God's provision. And God's provision can look like clean water every day for you. A kind and understanding spouse, a cheaper apartment, uh, money from your parents at Christmas. It can look like uh, strength to endure another shutdown or peace that passes understanding during this present COVID storm. God's provision for you, it might look like extra patience living in quarantine with family and kids and, and, and you find yourself going, I actually have extra patience right now. Or maybe God's provision is a friend to lean on, to laugh with right now in this uh, wandering through the wilderness. And maybe it's an encouragement from watching and listening a sermon. I would hope it might be. God's provision, food for your soul. <clears throat> I want to encourage you to just take a moment, sometime today, maybe you're not a journaler, just write down. Write down all the ways during COVID, during these last nine plus months that God has provided for you. That will fill your heart with gratitude. Rather than be a glass is half empty, just take an inventory. Look at all the ways. Survey all the ways. Have conversation with your roommates, with your parents, with your, with your family, with your kids. How has God provided? How is God continuing to provide for us during this wandering in the wilderness time. And then let me close with this last reflection. Wandering in the wilderness is fertile ground for growth, for spiritual vitality, for transformation. Notice in verses 21, 22, 23, Moses questions God. God says, I'm going to give them meat, so much meat, they're going to be sick of it. But then Moses goes, I have 600,000 soldiers with me. How are you going to feed them all, God? And God responds, I love this. Moses, has my arm lost its power? Moses, has my arm lost its power? Hey, Rich, has my, my arm lost its power? Hey, Barbara, has my arm lost its power? I mean, God is saying to you and to me when we doubt when we're frustrated, when we're disappointed with God, this is a time to trust Him. And when we trust Him, when we can't see His hand, but we trust His heart, that's growth. And why not use this wandering through and in the COVID wilderness, use this as an opportunity to let God do a deeper work in you. Don't run from it. Move away from complaining, from despair. Become a person of gratitude where you identify provision. And then allow yourself to take these baby steps of saying, God, I want to grow. I don't want to just get through COVID. I actually want to become more like Jesus Christ when we get to the end of COVID. I want you, God, to do the deeper work in me, to help me become a grateful person, to help me become a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. And you know what, Psalm 23, I love that promise. It doesn't say that God's gonna walk with us in the valley of the shadow of death. It says that he's gonna walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death. And so, Here's what I want you to know. That's a word of hope. God is going to walk us through this wandering in the wilderness. He's going to walk us through this time in the wilderness. So 
This Christmas, I want you to know this, and this is, I'm just closing with this thought. Your heart this Christmas and my heart this Christmas is in danger. You and I both have a choice to make today. Am I going to choose to be angry and bitter, a whiner, a complainer, and a grumbler? Or am I going to choose to embrace a growth mindset? God, I welcome you. I want you to make me and mold me more like Christ. Do the deeper work in me this Advent season, this COVID season. And I hope that you will, as we keep moving forward, let God increase your joy. Let God restore your laughter this Christmas. Your family deserves it. Let me close us in prayer. <clears throat> Would you quiet your heart, close your eyes, and just let this prayer wash over your heart and soul this morning. Oh, good and gracious God, we are a tired, tired people. We're worn out. We're exhausted. And where else would we turn but to you? And we pray that you'd guide us. We pray that you'd show up today. Show up in my life today, God. Help me to see you, your hand, your daily provisions. Oh God, would you guard my heart? Would you guard my tongue? Would you guard my attitude from complaining and whining and grumbling and being a critical spirit? Oh Father, I need the courage to embrace a growth mindset, to let you do that deep work in me. It feels kind of scary, but I pray, oh God, that I would turn away from me and my mode and with your grace that I would trust you through this wilderness. And so God, now I, I know because the scripture reminds me that the light shines in the deepest darkness and that's your light, the light of Jesus, the love of Jesus shines so brightly. I see you coming. We celebrate you coming this Christmas. Would you come to us today? Would you come into our hearts today, afresh and anew, and shine your light in our deepest darkness through this wandering in the wilderness of COVID? In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. He's better than you think. Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.